0: And welcome to Rehema This is Rabbi Yitz, Greenfield MS Marriage or Family Therapy. I am so happy you're joining me today on jbradio.com. Today live, this is a live show. You might be hearing this on Monday night. So for you, it's not live, but for those of you who are listening to me on Thursday, Thursday, June, can you believe the summer is always here? This is not normal. 6-8-2017. <laughs> we are past Shrewis. Past. I hope you had an amazing Shruis, by the way didn't have a show. You know, I didn't have a live show for a while now because of Shavuos, because post-conference. That conference, by the way, I I really didn't get to speak to you all about it enough. It was, I I can't tell you how inspiring it was for myself, for Mordecai Weinberger, for Dr. Cohen, for, for all of us that were there. It was so inspiring for you to come down and show interest. And, of course, we get feedback. And, of course, Baruch Hashem, we know that we have Siat deshmayit. We have so many listeners. But it's so different when you come down. You know, You cannot compare hearing and seeing. It's a whole different world. Do you see someone? It's a whole different world. I'm sure it's a difference for you, but it's a difference for us. You see people. You're engaged. And, of course, we're all working with people. You know, Morichai Weinberger and myself, Dr. Cohen... On you know one on two bases etc. But when you have a crowd, it's sort of you know it's 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 chizuk. That's really what it is. It's chizuk, both for us and I hope for you. So for those of you who came down to that conference, talking about directions, which is the parenting and marriage conference that we had on May twenty fourth. Wow, bar Hashem, we had a beautiful crowd. I I you know, Baruch Hashem, this year I really wasn't expecting such a big crowd because the word wasn't out there as, as, as enough with, with uh, you know, just, it's hard to get the word out there because we really decided to do it. Like literally, I think it was like two weeks before or whatever it was, we decided, okay, you know, we're going to do it because there's a lot going into it. It's just a lot of tircha. But Baruch Hashem, thank you all for coming. It was an amazing event. I'm saying for myself because I was, Ms. Chazik, I was inspired by everybody coming. I know Mordechai was and I know that Dr. Simcha Cohen was as well. So and and, oh boy, we have to give a very special thanks to uh, Rav Meir Tovielif, who came down specially. And you know what? He came down just to give chizuk for the event, just to be able to say how important the event was. And his words were so inspiring, so so inspiring. So anybody who 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 you know who daven's in his shul. And who knows him, anybody who came down to the conference can thank him on, you know, on, on our behalf and J. behalf for coming down and giving Chizot to the Olam. We really appreciate that. And again, thank you all for coming down. Okay, today's class is a very important class. You know, all these classes are important, Baruch Hashem, but today is very, very important. And, you know, people ask me, like, why do you pick certain topics? How does that work? Like, you have a topic list and you just pick, okay, today we're going to do... Anger management. Tomorrow we're going to do investing in your marriage. Um, you know, the, the following week we're going to do Makar uh, Zatov. It's really, honestly, stuff that I see. Baruch Hashem, I have this chus of working with many couples. And when I pick up a theme or a pattern from, from couples, and, and of course, it doesn't mean necessarily this is happening in your house. But I see, whoa, this is happening a lot. This is happening a lot. I think we should talk about this. Obviously, not to talk about any specific confidential, and we speak only in general. But I will tell you that what? I will tell you that it's just you pick up on things. And it's like, it's so important for people to know this about their marriage. If they would know this about their marriage, it could prevent so many problems. So many problems. And, and, you know, uh, okay. By the way, a couple other things. I really want to thank the individuals who came to me at the end of the conference and gave me all the feedback on the show. I had one individual who's told me that, wow, that the show really um, affected Herschel and Bayes. Other people who came and and and, and uh, gave me the feedback. That feedback is important. It's important because it, you know, it inspires us. It inspires us, the hosts, to come back and to give more shows and to, you know, talk about it more because, because it's not easy. It's not it's not easy. It's not easy coming down, it's not easy preparing, it's not easy you know, presenting it and of course we need Siatish Maya. So, you know, I'm thanking and thanking and thanking, but we really have to thank Akadash Hu, We really this is publicly, I want to thank Baruch Hu that Baruch Hashem, this conference, was so successful on all ends. Baruch Hashem and Hodal Hashem Kitov. So now today we're gonna to prick a topic which if you're mar- if you're listening to me right now and you're married, there's no question about it that you can relate. There's no question about it, because it must have happened to you. It might have happened yesterday. It very possibly happens in Erev Shabbos, or Erev Yomtif, or over Shabbos, or over Yomtif. You know, when we spend a lot of time with each other, of course it's a beautiful thing, and of course marriages are all based on spending time with each other, that's what it's based on. But when we spend time with each other, when we're next to each other, same way, same way, you have the opportunity to connect. Like, who doesn't want to spend quality time with their husband? Who doesn't want to spend quality time with their wife? I hope all of you who are listening to me want to spend time with your husband or you want to spend time with your wife. If you're not, why aren't you? Why don't you want to spend time with your wife? I'm asking you a question. You, you don't have to call me or text me or anything. But just answer yourself. Why is it that you don't want to spend time with your wife? Why? You have something against her? You don't like her anymore? She's annoying? Why? Why? How about ladies? How about you? You don't want to spend time with your husband. Some of you. You're not interested in your husbands anymore. That doesn't really happen so often where the woman doesn't want to spend time with her husband. It's generally, I see it, where men are just like disgruntled. They don't want to spend time with their wives. But I want to know why you see women who are just like, I'm interested in my husband. I'm very upset at him. I would like to connect him. I'm very upset at him. Why? Why is that so? Why is that so? Well, generally, the answer I'll get is because it's, 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 we always get into a fight. It's, I can't have a conversation. Every time I speak, it's always a fight. It's always we're going to argue about something. And it's always talking about the kids or problems or or, or issues. I heard a beautiful thing. I, I didn't hear this directly from M. Tavulev, but I heard it in his name. He wrote, do you, do you know? Many of us are spending 90% of our time complaining About the 10% of our lives (laughs) People complain People enjoy complaining And this happened This this is horrible And that's horrible And and, you know The kids and the money And this and that And just complain Complain, complain 90% of our time Over 10% of our lives Which is problems And 10% of our time 10% of our time Appreciating the 90% of our lives you know, there's so much to appreciate. There's so much to appreciate. Of course, it's hard when, you know, you don't have money. Or it's hard when your, kid, your child's school calls you that the child's being suspended or that they might not be going next year or whatever it is. Or you have a defiant teenager. Or you have a husband who's disgruntled and criticizes all the time. It's hard. It's hard. But, you know, we really have to focus. We have to shift to what? Spending more time appreciating, motivating you know, I, I was telling people the other day, wh- what do you want? What do you want? You want things from your husband? What is it that you want? What, what is it that you want? You want him to, to just speak nicely to the kids? Is that what you want? You want him to deal with the children in a nice, loving, caring way instead of criticizing them all the way and bringing them down? That was, by the way, a very big issue in the conference. We did a thing on, on raising teens, and wow. Wow, a lot of us are having problems when it comes to teenagers. A lot of us. I, I knew it, but I, you know, when we had the people there, it was like it was a very big, big issue. Big, big issue. And a lot of the women are complaining. My husband's just being too rough with the children. He's being too rough with them. He's just criticizing them and blaming them. And, and on their case, and all there is is criticism. Can't you spend some time with them and connect with them? This is a common problem. It's a common problem. And, and, and by the way, you know, a lot those of you who are listening to me and saying, "Oh yeah, that's my husband." I don't want this to be like like a, you know, one of these sessions where it's like, "Yeah, my husband's hard. That's not that's to understand. He's displacing his frustration. He's upset at something else. He's very tight with the funds, he's getting bills, he's having issues with his siblings, let's say, he's having issues at work, he's not feeling fulfilled. His primary need is not being achieved. I, I want to tell you, by the way, it's very important. You know, we're going all around here. I'm like going from topic to topic, but it's important because they are all interconnected. Many times when you see your husband who's like, just really not being good with the kids, I'm telling you, he's just not happy. Do you hear me? He's not happy with himself. It's not the kids. He's not happy with himself. And the, Really, we have, to, we have to hit the core issue. What's bothering him about himself? He's not feeling achieved. He's not feeling good about himself. Gentlemen, this is your wives as well. When you see your wives screaming at the kids, being critical with the kids, just not, not being sweet and gentle. And you don't understand, like, I, I married such a sweet and gentle woman, you're thinking to yourself, and now she's being so critical and so upset and so... forbittered. My wife is so verbittered, you think, right? Why is your wife being forbittered? Because chances are she's not happy. She's not happy about herself. And you know what makes her happy about herself? When she feels good about her primary needs generally i can't see all the time generally she's not she's not feeling she's not feeling good about herself, her self-esteem, her self-worth. A lot of it has to do, I hate to say this, gentlemen, I'm not trying to like poke you, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that you're not spending time with her. You're not spending quality time with her. You're not taking those walks around the block. You're not sitting on the couch and asking her about her day. You're not connecting. She doesn't feel connected. And when a woman doesn't feel connected, it could be a horrible, horrible, horrible pain for her because she has that need. She wants to feel connected. That's why she got married to you. She wants to feel one. It's a natural thing that happens for women. For men, it's not always natural. You want to feel good about yourself. You want to feel achieved, but that's not always natural. You're not always going to feel that need to connect with your wife, to spend time with your wife. You're not going to feel that. So you, by you, it has to come from your das, not from your bina. It has to come from your, from your, from your cognition. Not from your emotions necessarily. And ladies, it's okay. It's fine if it hu- doesn't come naturally to your husband. He's a man. It's fine. It's okay. I can almost promise you after he spends time with you, he'll feel connected to you. Because that's what he needs. He just doesn't know it. So the point of the matter is we're having a lot of disgruntled people. <laughs> There's a lot of disgruntled people walking around. And, and, and what happens with, with this disgruntledness is that it's coming out on the kids. And the kids are suffering. It's very hard. What do you do? What do you do when you have your husbands like this? What do you do when you have your wife like this? I hear complaints from all ends, from men and from women. I hear more from women about their husbands being critical with, with their kids. But I'm hearing it from the, from the husbands as well. I definitely am hearing it from your husbands. A lot of you might be relating to me now, listening to me, wherever, wherever, wherever. You're listening to me. But it 's not me, it's really not me it 's Simayashbach who puts me in, in, in you know, has me work with couples. I see things and and you know we try to have Siateishmaya to bring couples closer. But the point of the matter is what? The point of the matter is that a lot of your spouses are unhappy with themselves. I know this sounds like, ugh, okay, it's an excuse. Rebecca, but don't, give, don't give my husband an excuse. He's not happy with himself. He could be nice to me. He doesn't have to be so critical and attacking. But he's unhappy with himself. I'm telling you, a lot of them are not happy with themselves. And a lot of your husbands, I know this sounds crazy, but a lot of your husbands would, deep-rooted in their heart, they really want to have a good relationship with you. And instead of connecting, they're feeling criticized and blamed. And that's why many husbands, I shouldn't say many, I'm sorry, take that back. The word many is not good. Some husbands don't want to come home. Yeah, some husbands are not interested in coming home because they're not interested in being blamed, attacked, and criticized. And in addition to the hard day they're having themselves, a lot of men are having hard days themselves and their own service. So to come home to a woman who's going to blame and criticize and attack, it's like, who's interested? That's what I'm hearing from some of the husbands. So what's the point? The point is that it has to be done in a structured way. Your husband comes home Greet your husband But you had a hard day too Okay You had a hard day I'm having a crazy day Moshe I'm having a crazy day Shlaimi But I'm happy to see That you're home I'm, ha- I'm happy you're home I'm happy you're home Give him a feeling Like he did something Like, he's, like you with him that you're, that you're respecting him You know that used to be A buzzword Respect Are you respecting your husband? A lot of men They need to the respect So I had one woman She once tells me Oh men have egos They have an ego trip No they don't have an ego trip it's the way HaKadosh Baruch created the man. The man needs to feel achieved. That's the way it is. man is. Typical man. Are there exceptions? There might be. But your typical husband, he wants to feel achieved. He wants to feel good about himself. What did he accomplish today? Did he wake up early? Did he wake up late? So on one hand, he wants to wake up late, but when he wakes up late and misses, and misses part of the main, he's going to feel bad about himself. When he misses his share, he's going to feel bad about himself. He's going to start blaming himself for not, you know, but not really blaming himself. I... Subconsciously, he's blaming himself. But consciously, he's blaming you. Do you see what's going on? Do you see this like paradox? It's really blaming himself, but it's not coming out like that. His coping me- mechanism, unfortunately, is blaming you and blaming the kids. And this is what's happening. Do you see you understand what's happening here? He's feeling bad about himself because he didn't wake up on time, or because he's not making money, or because he's not learning, or because he's just not feeling good about himself. Someone just said something to him. And now he's taking it out on you and and the children. So now what are you going to do? Are you going to fight with him? How How is that going to help? I'm asking you. you know, he's going to feel better about himself? No, he'll just fight it out. And then he'll ignore you or scream at you or stonewall. Many men just stonewall. They're, just, well, they're not there anymore. They're not present. So, so what do we do? What do we do? What we have to do is we have to get out of our shell and be complete givers. Complete givers means... I am having a horrible day. I had a horrible day and he wasn't there t- for me today when I called him in the doctor's office and I, I needed to know something and I wanted to find out if we had health insurance or this, that, and the other thing and I couldn't af- ask him. He wasn't answering the phone and I'm all upset but you know what? What, what do I want to do tonight? Do I want to get into a big fight? Because that, that's where we're heading. We're heading for a big fight tonight because I had a horrible day. He had a horrible day. We both have our hats on. We'll talk about that in a second and now there's trouble, right? Now there's a lot of trouble. So, you know what? Instead of like going with the autopilot, because the autopilot, ladies and gentlemen, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're going to get into fights with your husband and with your wife. There's not going to be shalom. There's going to be machlokes. Big machlokes. You know who suffers the most? The children suffer the most for those who have children. So what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, is instead think outside of the box. Use the backdoor approach. I am going to remove myself from the way I feel, which is bitter, and I'm going to give him some attention. I'm going to remove myself from the way I feel. I'm going to give her some attention because I know what her primary need is. Her primary need is to feel connected and loved, right? So I'm going to spend some time with her. I might not be able to do it right away. I might have to come home and say to her, wow, it's great to see you. I just need a couple of minutes for myself and then come out of your cave And connect with your wife, which means not just connecting. Hi, we're sitting together and eating dinner, so we're connecting. No, we're spending time with each other. I ask you about your day. You share with me. Well, What do you mean? Uh, Women who are listening to me right now, I know a lot of you are thinking, my husband doesn't want to share. He doesn't want to share. I ask him, he doesn't want to talk. Don't force him. Don't force him to share. But le'at, le'at, you can get it out of him. Once he starts speaking, just be there for him. Don't give him advice. Don't tell him what he should have done. Don't tell him how he did it wrong and how he should do it next time. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. Instead, just be there for him. Empathize, sympathize, reassure. Ladies, this is true for you. Men, this is true for you too. Oh, that's horrible. Sounds like you had a horrible day. I don't know how you do that. Not you shouldn't work there anymore. Not I wouldn't do what you did. Not. Didn't I tell you last time not to do that? Don't do that. Don't muster him. It's not Azer Konegdo. It's not to muster him. It's not to muster her. It's not about muster. It's about listening, validating, being there, reassuring, and then you'll change the tide. You'll change the tide that was going to be a house of machlokas to a house of shalom. You see how you switched? Switched from machlokas to shalom. Why? How? because you controlled yourself you weren't yourself you controlled yourself it was very very hard but you gave attention to your wife you gave attention to your husband you know you had your husband had a hard day it's hard I know it's hard you know we talk about this of course it's hard but you know what it's your choice you're making choices in your life I'm making choices we all make choices and sometimes those choices are not good sometimes those choices are good and Either we reap the benefits or have to deal with the horrible results. But you know what? They say no pain, no gain, right? According to the Tsar is the reward. It's not easy. Welcome to Olam Hazeh, right? Okay, no, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I, 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 It should all be easy. It should all be easy. It should all be wonderful. It's going to be easy. But sometimes it gets a little bit difficult, okay? Sometimes, that's what I meant. Sometimes it gets a little bit difficult. And when it gets difficult, don't work on autopilot. Remember this class. Remember other classes you've listened to. I'm sure the most of that you've learned. And that is control yourselves and jump into the world of your spouse. But why should I do that? He, she doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. He's just being an idiot the whole day. I'm calling him. He's ignoring my phone call. Or I come home. All she does is complain. That's all I hear from my wife. Is complain, complain, complain. I'm not even interested in coming home. You know what, Mister? I'm sorry to say this to you. She's complaining. She's complaining, complaining. You have a choice. Either you're not going to come home or come home late, or you're going to come home and deal with her complaints and just like ignore her, or instead you're going to hold on tight. Before you come home, maybe relax a little. Maybe sit in the car for five minutes. Maybe get yourself a Danish before you come home. Ladies, you haven't heard what I just said, right? Okay? And you come home, be a little calm. Expect that she had a hard day because she's dealing with a lot. She is dealing with a lot. Okay? A lot of us have big mishpachas. A lot of us who even don't have big mishpachas, who have older children. It, there's a lot of challenges in life. There's a, a lot of challenges. Are you listening to me? Do you not have challenges in life? Right? Who doesn't have? Right? So... Hopefully, there are not so many challenges. But what's the point? I'm going to tell you the point. The point is instead of fighting those challenges, accept those challenges, work with those challenges, do what Ratzon on Hashem is. Hashem is a complete no-sane, completely gives. Who doesn't need us. Hashem does it for us. It's a complete no-sane, okay? It's called mat chinam. Today, a lot of you, a lot of the men who are listening to me, by the way, today, have not said tachron for quite a while, right? But today we started saying Tachron again. I think everybody started saying Tachron again. And you take a look at, I was looking at Tachron today, and I think, you know, it says, Chesed Chinam. I think that's the Lashon. Not Matas Chinam, but Chesed Chinam. That what? Hashem, we're asking Hashem, give us Chesed. Chinam, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. So we're asking Hashem for, for, for Chesed that we don't deserve. Are you giving your wife Chesed that she doesn't deserve? Do you hear me? You're telling me it's not fair because your wife is complaining and criticizing and she's all upset and you don't want to come home. And even when you come home, it's like, it's just horrible. So, you know what? Why don't you give her chesed chinom? Why don't you be there for her? And you know what? Listen to her. And you know why she's complaining and criticizing? Because you never listen to her. I'm sorry to be so strong with you, but a lot of you are not listening to her. If you would sit with her, let her talk, let her vent it out, empathize and say, why, that's horrible. That's crazy. Sound like you had a crazy day. And I know it's hard for you, gentlemen, because you had a hard day too. But just be there for her. You're gonna see; she'll calm down. She'll feel connected. She'll be able to listen to you. Ladies, I'm talking to you too. It's not. It's not. Oh, my husband should do what Rebbe Greenfield is saying right now, and it's not my wife should do what Rebbe Greenfield is saying right now. It's you should do what Rebbe Greenfield is saying right now. I'm sorry. I don't mean Chas v'Shalmas. You know, trying to put, you know say that you know anything. It's I'm I'm hoping I'm having Siyata D'shemay right now, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm telling you like this: Think about yourself. Don't think about your spouse. If you think about yourself, you're gonna see. That you'll be happy, you know. Of course, we should do it. Not we should do it just. That's cause Ratzon Hashem. But I'm telling you, you'll be happier at the end. You'll be a happier customer at the end. You'll be a happier partner at the end. You know, a lot of people listen to this show. Not just not just from Yidden and not just Yidden. Not you know, a lot of non-Jews listen to this show as well. And you know, one thing hasn't have to do with the other. I've gotten Baruch Hashem feedback from 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 people who are not Jewish. And what the point is. It works. It works. Being mevater works. Plugging into your spouse's reality works. Paying attention to your spouse, despite the fact that you're upset, works. Giving them a chance works. You want to know why it works? Let me tell you why it works. Because that's the way Hashem set it up. So, it doesn't make a difference. You know, you do believe, you don't believe. That's the MS. That's the MS. Since it's the MS, it works. What does it mean? Why does it work? It works because... Hashem set it up that we have to think outside of ourselves and think about the other person. But I mean, I'm still upset. I can't turn off my emotions. That's true. You could be upset. I'm Okay. <laughs> you could feel upset. You want to feel upset? You can feel upset. But you know what? Right now, your wife can't handle it. She cannot handle hearing complaints from you right now. She can't. She can't. She can't anymore. So right now, you know what? Why don't you listen to her? Ask her about her day. Calm yourself down first. something, eat something, drink something, but then you're going to see she's going to listen, she's going to calm down, and then you'll be able to speak to her, and then it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. Who's it on? It's on whoever's listening to me, to me right now. The wives, the husbands, think about yourselves. Don't think about your husbands. Think about your, your, yourselves. Don't think about your wives. Just do it yourself. What am I talking about? I'm talking about ignore the fact that you feel resentful. Ignore the fact that you feel critical. Ignore the fact that you're very upset. You asked her a million times not to make milk every night. You asked her a million times not to touch the, the thermostat in, 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 in the air conditioning. You asked her a thousand times that, uh, I don't know what, whatever you asked her a thousand times, or whatever you asked him a thousand times to give you money, to leave you money, or to pay uh, the day camp. He hasn't paid the day camp. You asked him a million times. You're really upset, but you know what? Let it go for now. Let it go. Let it go for now. Now's not a good time. You just came home. She just came home. Okay. Now I-, I wanna I wanna hopefully you let it go. Once you let it go, hopefully it'll 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 catapult to a situation where you'll just be able to let it go. Of course the best thing is to be Mavata completely. That's the best thing. Are there exceptions? There are, but they're 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 few and far in between. Now now don't tell me Please don't tell me, Rabbi Greenfield, I can't always be Mavater. I, I understand that. But you should be mostly Mavater. You hear me? D- don't tell me I can't always be Mavater. Okay, you don't, can't always be Mavater? Okay. can't always be Mavater. But you know what? Mostly you should be Mavater. When I say mostly, I'm talking about 90%, 95% of the time. You should be Mavater. Yeah. Have you been Mavater today yet? If you haven't, then you haven't done your job as a spouse. I'm sorry to be so blunt. This is the way it is. Okay. So... What are we saying? What we're saying today is that, wow, what we're saying is the machlokus in your house, but you get upset, you get upset. Why are you upset? You know why you're upset? You're upset because you feel at the end of the day that your husband doesn't care about you. Your wife doesn't care about you. She doesn't care. She only cares about herself. He only cares about himself. Why? Because of the pirates, right? Because of pet peeves. The pet peeves, you know, the pet peeves doesn't really bother you so much, but it bothers you a little bit, especially when you come back home and it's being done again and again. So you're eating with your husband, and again, he takes the bottle and drinks directly from the bottle. It's disgusting. You tell him a million times, like, come on, in front of the children. Come on. Come on, because he can't get a cup. He's so thirsty. It's so cold. Please. Please. It bothers you. It bothers you. Or your wife left leaves food in the refrigerator, like old food. It just gets old and rotty and moldy and like all the old food is left in the refrigerator and you understand that she comes from a home that you know it was tough but but it's hard for you to open up and you see like moldy food it's like come on clean up you're very upset you your pet peeves right or i'm am going to skip the eye because the eye actually happens to be a very uh vi <laughs> is the worst yeah, let's skip it request I ask you to prepare start, some pre- start to prepare some meat meals you don't know, do it I ask you to go to the bank and you forgot I ask you to get off the phone when I come home and every time I come home you're still on the phone it's like hello I'm home like I understand you're talking to your mother and it's very important but like everyday like at least say hello it bothers you right? it bothers you gentlemen? or I ask you to go to the cleaners for me it bothers you or ladies ladies what did you ask your husband? You ask your husband to come on time. He doesn't come on time. You ask him to leave you money. He doesn't leave you money. You ask him to wait up for you when he goes to sleep. Actually, it works the other way around. I usually see where what where uh, the women, at least the people I'm working with, that generally the women are going to sleep earlier than the men. But whatever it is, you ask him to go to the cleaners. He forgot. So it bothers you. It bothers you. You come home and it's like, oh, here we go again. Attention. You're not getting attention from your husband you're not spending quality time with him. Like, you know, your battery is on empty. Your emotional battery is like beyond dead. Danger zone. It comes to danger. You know, it happens. And Gentlemen, are you listening to me today? I don't know where you are, but you you should stop right now and listen to me. And I'm sorry to be so direct, but do you know that your wife has an emotional battery? Did I ever speak about this? that she has an emotional battery, and it's your job to fill it. When she feels connected to you, when she feels you care about her, when she feels loved and special, and the way to do that is by spending quality time, asking her about her day, having her share her inner feelings. Sometimes it takes a while because you haven't done this. But if you don't do this, if you don't spend the quality time with your wife, her battery is going to go down. You know what happens when the battery goes down? she She puts on her hats. Right? She puts on her hats because it's a dead battery. And when she puts on her hats, hungry, angry, tired, stressed, but it becomes basically stress. That's what happens, basically. And now her battery is almost dead. She's going to be intolerant. She's going to criticize very fast. She's going to blame very fast. She's going to start screaming at the kids. I'm not saying, ladies, you should do this. I'm not giving you a green card here to do this at all. I'll just make this clear. I am not saying you should do this. You shouldn't do this. It's unacceptable. But naturally, naturally, that's what your wife is going to do. Don't be shocked when it happens. Don't be shocked, gentlemen, when it happens. Because you're going to be like, oh, my wife, this, that, she's so critical and attacking and, and horrible, and even with the children. Well, she, she's going to say she's upset at the children. She's going to say she's upset at you because you didn't give her money. You came lazy you make a whole big deal out of something which is really not so big. She's going to make a whole big deal. A Whole big stink, you want to call it their stink. That, 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 she makes a whole big deal out of it. Why? And, and you're like, like,, why are you so upset? Okay, fine. Like relax, chill out. Like, whoa. Why are you so upset? Why are you so upset? You know why she's so upset? you don't even hop. She doesn't even hop because you haven't spent time with each other. That's the core of the issue. many times, many times. And gentlemen, I'm sorry to say this. This is your role in the marriage is to fill up her battery and to have her feel emotionally connected. Ladies. You're not putter from this, I'm sorry to say. A lot of your husbands also have this. Ba- well, men do have a battery. It's a, it's a different type of battery. Whoa, did you stop now? Are you stopping what you're doing and like, whoa, what did you just hear at the Greenfield? Yeah, I'm saying something now. It's a little chiddish, novel. And that is what? And that is men also have batteries, emotional batteries. But it holds it holds the charge much better than the women's battery. Yeah, I'm sorry to say this. Meaning... If a husband's spending time with his wife, let's say it's their anniversary, and the husband is, let's turn this off. Whoa. And the husband is what? And a husband is, um, time, the husband is he spend time with the husband spends time with his wife, he takes his wife out, buys her a present, a card, and, and and they go out and they spend a lot of time, they're emotionally connected. So the husband's battery is now filled, right? It's going to remain filled for a while. He's going to feel like, okay, we had, yes, you know, we spent time with each other. We, we talked to each other. We connected. And, and you know what? i tell you, I'm emotionally, it's an emotional connection. His battery is filled. It's not going to get depleted so fast. But the woman's battery gets depleted. How often? I hate to say this. Every day. Oh, come on. You're being a little too strong on us. Greenfield. No, I'm not being strong on you. I'm telling you right now. Every day. Every day it gets depleted, and the next day it has to be charged again. Now, bear with me a second. You know you all have phones. <laughs> it's so funny because my phone just, like, went off now, right? I t- but I turned it off. But you know how when your battery – when I say that your wife's battery, emotional battery, dies every day, I want to explain you what I mean by that. It doesn't die. It doesn't really die. But it gets very, very low, okay? You know when your phone battery gets very low and it starts, like, beeping – This is the way we have to relate today by phones. You know how the the phone starts beeping because the battery is almost dead and you get like an alarm or like whatever type of phone it is, a kosher phone, not kosher phone. It's a phone that your phone, when the battery is dead, you hear like a beep and you see it's like never. That's what happens at the end of every day to your wife, her emotional battery. It's like very, very, very low. That's what happens at the end of the day. Okay, now, if you filled it up, Oh, by the way, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I sh- I'm not saying it right. I don't mean at the end of the day. At the end of the day, she might feel very connected to you. I mean the ne- the following morning. That's what I mean, the following morning. Because it all starts again. Overnight, the battery goes down, 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 down. down, And what happens is, it reaches that very, very low mark. And that's how you start your day. That's the way our Kaddish designed it in order for us to connect to each other and in order for us to connect to Hashem because we're, we're constantly giving each other and that's what Kodesh does gives us so it goes on like a very very low like a warning type of thing that's where it gets on that's what happens okay now if you're going to leave it like that for a while or you're going to fill it up a little bit you know, you're going to fill up the battery a little bit you know what happens when you charge your battery a little bit it starts dying out again and then if it's an emergency mode it, get, it could be really and when the battery shuts down oh boy Oh boy, now you have nothing to, t- to do. That's when your wife becomes what meant to say irrational. My wife's irrational. She's not irrational. Her battery's dead. You haven't been there for her for who knows how long. She's irrational. Again, I'm not saying, ladies, you can do this. I'm not saying it's acceptable. I'm not saying that. But this is a natural course of events. That's why Kaddish Baruch created us. So now your wife is critical or she's disparaging. She's belittling. She's not acting normal. So, gentlemen, don't join her in that. Don't join her in that. Understand that she has her hats on. Why? Because you haven't really spent much time with her. That's what might happen. It might be a different reason. By the way, one second, one second. For those men who are getting upset at me because you're spending a lot of time with your wife, it might be a different reason. I'm not saying that. There could be other reasons. What are the other reasons? I'll tell you what the other reasons are. The other reasons could be because she's wearing her hats. But before we go on to hats, what else is bothering you about your wife? What? Torah? It's a Torah issue? Your wife is not dressing the way you guys got married? Now she's not being as tsenuah? What what does that mean, she's not being tsenuah? She's not being according to halacha? First of all, understand what you're upset about. Is it a halacha issue? Because most of the time, when I'm seeing it, it's not halacha issue. It's It's a different level. Okay, whatever you call it, whatever you want. It's not halacha. It's not halacha. Or ladies, you're upset about your husband because they're not... Well, why are you upsetting about them? Because they're not They're not learning as much as Torah as you thought they would learn? So is that a halacha thing? Because that's really the first question. Is it a halacha issue? Or is it something that bothers you because you have certain expectations of your wife? And you never expected your wife to wear that. Not that it's halachically wrong, right? Or you never expected your husband not to learn, only to learn for I don't know to listen to a shir after davening for five minutes, and that's his learning. So it's bothering you, right? It's bothering you. Uh huh. Just just understand this. I'm sorry to be so so blunt about this, because a lot of these complaints are not halacha. It's just your expectations of them. It's the level that you expect them to be on. Now with tsnius, it could be very confusing, because a lot of men are thinking, oh, this is a problem, when it's really not a problem at all. And what I mean by that is, if you were to go and ask your postake or your chacham and ask him, well, my wife is dressing this way. Is something wrong? He might even tell you it's not a problem. Now, it might bother you. I'm not saying it shouldn't bother you, because it's an emotional thing, but what I am saying is, many times, you're going to have to get over it. Ladies, I'm talking to you, too. Many times, many times, something that your husband's not doing, he's not learning as much as Torah. So, there are ways to motivate your husband. There are when he learns, maybe you know, tell him, you know, it makes me so happy to see that you were learning. I, I know it's not in my business, or whatever, but it makes me happy. Again, it's a sensitive, it's you're walking a tightrope. You are walking a tightrope with these things. I'm not saying that. you are walking a tightrope. If your husband could accept musa from you, that's like a one in a thousand. I, don't try it unless, unless. Unless whoever your machanechas or your or your mentor or your rabbi or your posik tells you, don't 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 give, start giving your your your, your spouse musr. Don't. If there's a serious halachic problem, there there are ways you can speak to your posik, your mentor, how to motivate your wife or motivate your husband. And sometimes your posik and, and halachic mentor will tell you, Don't go there. Just don't go there. You have to worry about your shalom bias You don't have to worry about what he or she is doing. Again, I'm not spelling out, do me a favor, don't don't get you know a lot of people who hear this they get all excited whenever i talk about it get all excited do you know what it means to us in the home do you know what it means learning tyra in the home okay okay let me tell you what i have to say to that do you know what it means shalom bias in your home do you have any idea what shalom bias is do you understand that? Do you understand that if you take a look at the end of the Rambam Hilchas he says that all of the tire is for shalom. Do you understand that when the Rambam speaks about not the Rambam it's based on Gemaras that what speaks about shalom bias? It says it says the lashon is and isha ladies. I'm not leaving you out of this. Do you understand? It says she do you understand how important it is? Do you understand that a person is not a called a, not called a sholem until he's married? Do you understand that when Chazal, even even recent recent G'daylam, forget it, you know, I'm quoting you here, Mesilas when the Revolver speaks about this in Ali Shah, he says, the intent of creation is a person should be tested and perfected through his wife and children. So it's, the it's, avaida is not for you to give him musr or to give her musr. The is tolerance. The is to work on yourself, to work on your midos, to become a better person yourself. The middos of a person is only measured through how he acts to his this is of chaim vital. That the mid, the midos of a person is only measured through how he acts towards his wife. Rev. Miller. I'm, I, why am I saying Victor Miller? Why? Because he's recent, and you remember a lot of you remember him. Marriage is another ordeal for individual growth towards perfection, which bring a person to shlemis. Do you understand that a kadosh would erase his own name for shalom bayis? I'm not telling you that sneas is not important. I'm not telling you that Torah is not important. There's no question about it. Torah is our oxygen. We know that. We know that. Tzinias is like very, very important. We don't have to talk about it. But is it your role? Is it your role in your home to start giving Musa to your wife? Is it your role in your home to give Musa to your husband? I'm not going to answer that question. Why don't you ask your Rav? Why don't you ask your Posig? Why don't you ask your Chacham? And Tell them while you're at it, tell them what's going to happen when you give musr to your wife. What is the risk that this, this is going to become a full out machlokes? What is the risk that this is going to become a full out machlokes with your husband if you're going to speak to him about learning Torah or missing davening? What is the risk? Make sure to tell your Chacham and your possek the risk involved in machlokes if you're going to give musr to your wife or to your husband and see what your Chacham Rav Posik Gadol Gadol Has to answer And I am not going to be surprised If he tells you That you should stay away from it Stay away And you should for sure Not do it Unless you're going to ask shayla. And by the way I'm talking about I'm talking about Halacha now I'm not talking about Minhagim I'm not talking about Chumaz I'm talking about Halacha That's what I'm talking about That's what I'm talking about If if you see that your wife Is dressed in a certain way That you feel is not up to par not because halachic-wise, but the way you feel up to par and i'm not saying gentlemen i'm not saying that you know you're out of your minds this is the way you grew up and the truth there might be different levels yeah in economics there might be different levels but you know what or this is not done in your community, in the Hasidic community, the island doesn't work, you know, the doesn't wear, let's say. For argument's sake, in the Hasidic community, let's say for argument's sake, in your circle, the women don't have long shaytles. let's say. Let's say, okay, and now it bothers you. Now it bothers you. First of all, understand whether this is a halachic issue or not. That's number one. You go ask your shayla what's halacha. Number two, you don't feel comfortable with it, okay? Don't just go to your wife and speak to her about it. Like, boom. You could create a major machleichis, you know that. Ask your father if you should create a machlaikas. So you want to motivate your wife. You know what? You want to motivate your wife. There are other ways. There are other ways. Besides what I'm going to tell you right now. When you see her in a short shetel, maybe when she wears a short shetel, she doesn't feel complimented. Maybe you never tell her anything nice when she was wearing her short shetel. So therefore, now she's trying the long shetel. You might not realize it. She might not realize it because she doesn't feel good about herself. You never compliment her. And when you do, it's like so like, by the way, yeah, yeah, you look good. So maybe focus. And when she's wearing the thing that you feel comfortable with, maybe give her a compliment and then she'll feel good about herself. She won't have the need to wear the long shaded. By the way, those of you who are just jumping into this, this, this show right now, I'm not saying anything about short Those or long chetels, e, any anyone being better. I, I'm not talking. You could speak to your Rav. You could speak to your Paisic about that. But what I am saying is that if you feel uncomfortable with what your wife is doing or what your husband is doing, don't just criticize and ram it down their throats. You want to control them? Some of you are controlling them. Oh, Achin they. Yeah, I'm saying ach I said it. You want to know why? Because that's not the way to deal with your husband. It's not the way to deal with your wife. To control. What do you mean? She has to do it. I have no choice. If she's not weighing, I'm in control. Yeah, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. You're controlling her now, but I'm telling you, it's going to come out in a different way. Maybe on the children. Your children are going to get the rough end of the stick. Or or, or, or ladies, I'm, I'm talking to you as well. When you're controlling your husbands, chas v'shalom. Those of you who are chas khalila, chas khalila. Yeah, a lot, some of your husbands are just like lemmela's. You know, as they say, lemmela, a lemmela of a husband. I could tell him whatever. I'll just, don't worry, he's going to listen to me. And he's listening to you, but it's going to come out in a different way. And you're wondering why he doesn't want to spend quality time with you. So it's not about controlling. It's about motivating. You, you understand? It's about motivating. That's, that works so much better. It works so much better than the criticism and the attacking and uh, how come you're wearing this and how come you're not learning anymore and how come you know you don't go, break up the davening anymore and, and you know the kids need the kids need to see. I wouldn't tell you, I wouldn't tell you if it wasn't the children. But I'm telling you right now, the children see that you don't daven. So what are we going to do? You know, not davening. Is that going to motivate your husband to go to davening? Or when he does go to daven, say to him, "Wow, it was so nice to see you when you go to daven. When Shlemi went with you to daven, it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy." But why does it have to make you happy? It should make a Kaddish Baruch Hu happy. Why do you have to talk like that? Why? I'll tell you why. Because that's, 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 that's what's going to motivate him. He wants to make you happy. He might not, be, he might not feel so connected to davening right now. Or, he, and, or he might, it might make him feel guilty for all the times that he doesn't make davening. Do you understand? It's a complicated parasha. He might feel guilty. It might bring him back to criticism that he got when he was a ch- child. Gentlemen, if you're going to talk so openly and blunt to your wives about the way they dress and you have a problem, it might bring them back to the way they were criticized in school it, it, with their parents. It might make them feel guilty about the times they did do it. That's why these things you have to I'm literally walk in eggshells. And many, if not most of the time, don't say anything. If you feel it's a halachic issue, there are ways to do it. But don't just shoot from the hip. Don't shoot from the hip. You better ask your posik whether you should speak to your wife about it or speak to your husband about it. And so, so what I'm saying to you, gentlemen, right now, and ladies, gentlemen, is what a lot of things bother us about our spouse, not because we hate them, chas v'shalom, but you know why? Because this is the nisayon. Something's bothering me, so bimavater, let it go. And you know what? I want to say, a lot of times, if oh, I, I skipped the, oh, I'm sorry. I skipped the I. What's the I? The I is the insult, ladies and gentlemen. The insult. What's the insult? When your husband comes home, he's like a tiger, attacking, criticizing you, the kids, everything. He's just in a bad, horrible mood. Or your wife is a tiger and she's in a horrible mood, screaming at the kids, all upset, intolerant, losing control. I'm not saying there's an excuse, but it's the reality. So, what do you want to do? You want to engage? You want to fight? You want to in a machlokas? You want to bring fire into your house? Is that what you want? No, you want to escape. You hear me? You want to escape. And escaping doesn't just involve a, a physical escaping, behavioral escaping, which is, yeah, you have to physically escape, number one, for sure. But you know what else you have to do? You have to escape emotionally. Do you hear me? We feel attached to our spouse. So when our spouse is upset, we become upset. It's, it's, it's catchy. It's contagious. When one person is sad, the other person becomes sad. The other person is happy, the other person is happy. So you know what? Escape yourself emotionally. Tell yourself, for now I see that my wife has her hats on. She's hungry, she's angry, she's tired, she's stressed. We haven't spent time together for a long time. I think we did, I think two nights ago we had a very nice night, but you know what? Maybe because yet, maybe because yesterday we didn't spend a lot of time, now she, her battery's on empty. I remember Rebecca Greenfield spoke about this, so now I see that she's being very critical yeah, maybe that's what's happening, exactly. Don't take her seriously. Don't take her seriously. If your husband's being like this, don't take him seriously. This is not a green card. This is not allowing you to do that. I'm not telling you that those of you who are being angry and losing control that you're allowed to do that. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is for the victim, (laughs) for lack of a better term, for the victim, if you're the victim of criticism, of attacking, think to yourself right away, does he have his hat on? Does he have she hats? Is he hungry, angry, tired, or stressed? Is she hungry, angry, tired, or stressed? Okay. You have to assess that sometimes. You hear me? You have to assess that. You know how you assess that? You know how, those of you who understand what I mean by the word assess. Assess means you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. I have something called a what? I have something I call. A... Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> um, spouse hats assessment. Find out what was going on in your, your spouse's life before she started being nasty to you. Is your wife really wearing her hats and you didn't realize it? Did your spouse go through any extreme stress today and that is why she's acting this way? If yes, help your spouse vent it out. Ladies, I'm talking to you too. If you see that your husband's coming like a tiger... Or that your wife is just so bittered. What's going on with her life? What's going on? Maybe she had a lot of stress today. Maybe your husband had a lot of stress. You know, maybe he needs to go into his cave. Maybe she needs to speak about it. Ultimately, even if, you, even if the man needs to go into his cave, and I know men have to go into their caves many times, but at the end, when they come out of it, it's also very important to speak about it. Obviously, you have to be careful with what to say, what not to say, but there is a lot of the to vent. I'm not I'm not saying now when and where and don't rely on me but I am saying that that that's something that you could look into it's important to speak about it is your wife hungry is your husband hungry that could be a big 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 problem if he's hungry let him eat let him drink don't take him seriously don't take him seriously ladies I know you had a hard day too but don't take him seriously is your spouse really tired if yes go to sleep Don't. he has to go she has to go to sleep was your wife in a big rush when this happens is your wife acting like a little bit not normal because she's in a big rush gentlemen when someone's in a rush it makes them stressed when you're in a rush you, you become stressed like, uh, 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 uh. Another, another thing I want to mention because we don't have a lot of time left thank you for listening today thank <sighs> you that what that many times we're in a rush when you're in a rush You want to take control of the situation, and you say to your spouse, I'm not leaving here. I'm not leaving until the table is cleaned. I'm not leaving until you put away the phone. I'm not leaving until the kids make their beds. I'm not leaving until – or to say, listen to me. Here's what I'm doing. I'm going to go do this and that. Stop arguing with me. Stop arguing with me. Listen to me. I'm telling you right now what we're doing. We're going to go to the store and we're going to buy this, and then we're going to do that, and then we're going to go where you want, okay? Uh, Just listen to me, we're going to do it this way. Just listen to me. Just listen to me. Don't do that in your marriage. Don't do that. Don't take control. Don't take control. You hear me? Not men nor women. Don't tell your wife, you're going to have to listen to me because I'm the man. (laughs) I'm laughing but people do this. Don't tell your husband, I don't care. You're going to do it my way this time. Don't talk like that to your husband. I'm sorry, I'm not giving in this time. I'm not giving in. What does that mean? What if Chassus Shalom HaKadosh Baruch would act like that with you? What does that mean? I'm not giving in. I'm sorry. Don't do that. Now, you're listening to me right now, right? You're thinking about your spouse. Don't think about your spouse. Think about yourself. Because a lot of us do this at times. I'm tired now. No, I'm not giving in. This time right now, I'm tired right now. I'm going with the kids. We're going to go buy shoes. And after that, we're going to do it because I can't do this right now. No, 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 no. This is a team. This is your right arm and your left arm. You work together. You don't decide this is the way it's going to be because I'm in a rush and I have to make a decision or because I'm older than you. My God, you hear the craziest things. So uh, what does that mean? Like what? I'm the man. What? I earned the money in the house. I don't care who earns the money in the house. You work together. You work together like a team. No one takes control. You don't take control. You don't take control. And if your spouse is doing it, Remember, he has his hats on. Don't make an issue out of it. You could speak to him later. Negotiate in a, in a healthy way. It has to start with the fence if your spouse is doing it. But right, for right now, let it go. If you're feeling like all of a sudden your wife's taking control, all of a sudden your husband's taking control, don't fight him. Don't fight him. He's got his hats on. Let him go. Let him go for now. Let him go. You'll deal with it later. And another thing before we go, because we don't have a lot of time. See how much time we have here. Another thing is, is what? Is don't do, Don't do silly things Don't do silly things If you get into a fight With your husband Or with your wife Man I'm talking to you Especially right now Don't like Take revenge Number one Of course not But don't like Storm out You want to escape You can escape but don't storm out and if you have Shabbos plans and you're gonna invite the kids or you're gonna to go to her mother for Shabbos, don't because you got into a fight, an heir of Shabbos saying, you know what, I'm not even going to I'm not going to your mother's house, for Shabbos. I'm not I'm not I can't even deal with you. I can't deal with you and I can't deal with your father. I'm not even doing. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's in a certain sense Rishis. It really is it taking revenge. It's nakama. It's not Rats and Hashem. You know why you shouldn't do it? Because first of all, you're not allowed to do it. But if you're gonna say, I don't care, I'm allowed to do it, I'm not allowed to do it, I'm not plugged into that world. Well, you know what? It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. You're gonna take revenge? You know how many cases I see? Like, you know what, fine, I'm not even going to your mother's house. You know what? Fine. I'm just leaving the house for a week. I, I don't know, whatever it is stupid, silly, stupid thing, excuse my vernacular, that men, especially men, but women sometimes also, women sometimes also, were like, you know what? Fine, I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm not gonna go to your to to to, to, to the shalom zakr with whatever. I'm not coming with you to the chasana. It's like Okay, if it's a that you're going to get into a fight on the way there. Maybe you have to be careful about it. Go different cars or take a car service, so an Uber, or whatever it is. But I'm talking about where you make these rash decisions. You know what? Fine, fine. You could go yourself. You could go yourself. You're going to Main for Shabbos? You're going to Brooklyn for Shabbos? I don't know where you're listening to me. You're going to wherever you are for Shabbos? You go yourself. I'm not coming with you. You go yourself. Okay, If you're doing it because you know you're going to get into fights, let me go yourself. But you can go yourself for Shabbos? Okay, what? You married? Are you married? You bus or echad? You bus or echad? You're gonna go yourself for Shabbos? You sending your wife alone for Shabbos because she's having a her family simcha? You're gonna stay home? Like, are you for real? Even to talk like that? Even to talk like that? Like, hello? It's the way you talk to your wife, ladies. I'm talking to you too. I'm sorry. Women do this also. In any case, I know these things don't happen in your home, but. What we're saying here you got to remember hats, hats, hats. As it happens, just tolerate it. Give your spouse what they need. The husband needs to feel achieved. The woman needs to feel loved. Thank you for listening. This has been Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. Questions, comments, feedback, always appreciated. 917-397-2841. 917-2841. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing, amazing week.